honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Hey, it's Friday morning, back here recording Timberwolves Explosion once again for you today. Thank you for joining, really appreciate it. And, well, Timberwolves, I expected a 3-in-1 week, hoping for even better. Eh, I don't know, boy, uh... Going to Atlanta is a nightmare. It just is, and that was an awful game in a lot of ways, even though the Wolves easily could have won the game, if not for the former uh, the former Hawks point guard. I don't even want to say his name after watching that game. That was, and this whole week, uh, you know, let's just say uh, there's a very easy Johnny Flynn memorial for this week. Uh, most of you locally know who that is, or those of you even uh, overseas that have been paying attention, of course, very closely to this team. Those of you that are more casual might not know right out of the gate, but... Lord, oh, boy, I think you know who that is. The uh, Alpha Wolf, well, little competition between two guys, two other, two uh, the stars of the team. We'll talk about that in a bit. Four games to review, two games to preview. Split week this week, two and two. So let's get to it. Yes, it was a split. A split that was uh, a lot like a word that rhymes a split in Atlanta. That was... Uh, Yes, the Wolves only lost by five points in that game, and only five points to Toronto, but there was a lot of moments in those games that just had you want to throw bricks. You know, you, you wanted to throw bricks. But let's talk about the positive game first. January the 27th, Saturday, I almost said Friday, Saturday. 111-97 win over the Brooklyn Nets, wearing those beautiful uh, <laughs> Northern Lights jerseys. That's what, we just, that, that's what we should call them, the Northern Lights jerseys, because that's the whole point of the uh, the, the color there. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Jimmy Butler's back, and he did a good job. 21 points and all that. Fun game to watch. Butler looked solid. I thought Towns was excellent most of the night. Another double-double. 43rd of the season, which leads the league. 19 rebounds in the game. Wiggins was solid. Not great, but solid. It was just an overall fun game and a pleasure to have Jimmy Butler back. Butler getting to the line, doing what he does. Nobody shot particularly well in this game except Taj Gibson, I would say. Obviously, Tyus Jones was good off the bench. Of course, a very strong game for him because of a certain other guy. Just, uh, you know, let's get started. Let's say his name, Jeff Teague. Zero. You know, number zero, that's about what he did for the Wolves this week on the positive side of things. Okay, he had like a 10-assist game in there, but it's like when he sucked balls the rest of the week. Pardon my French. I mean, I'm going to say it. He sucked balls this week. Seriously. Uh, I'm sorry if that sounds unprofessional, if it sounds inappropriate, but that's how bad it was. Uh, Tyus Jones is, well, you know, he's generating some interest from uh, the local fans, obviously, already. Everybody's always like, free Tyus, this, that. But, you know, uh, Jeff Teague is a starting point guard, but he played like he played like a guy that you want to just take out of the game. I mean, you know, those third-string point guards that come in, maybe when someone's hurt or something, you bring him in and he just kills you. And then you're like, oh, for God's sake, take him out and put, put the other guy in. Put the other guy in, the guy who's supposed to be starting, or at least the backup, the immediate backup. And that guy's Tyus Jones. Uh, six of eight from the floor, 13 points, five assists, steady. And we can say it a million times over, he runs the offense well. Yes, yes, he does run the offense well, and he made his shots. I don't think he's a great shooter, by any stretch of the imagination, but on occasion he has some good nights from 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 the field. Thirteen points, five assists. So 
And, of course, another guy who struggled from the field for six years with this club. Everybody's pining for him again, blah, blah, blah. But then again, maybe not everybody. A lot of people remember that Ricky Rubio was slow and predictable late in games. Generally slow, but he was very predictable late in games. And he's probably not going to take the big shot unless it's a quick catch and shoot from the outside. And even those don't always go in. But uh, that's pretty much the only way you're going to get a shot from Rubio late in the game is a quick catch and shoot. If Rubio has the ball, it's probably going somewhere else. And odds are it could be a turnover because guys would stay off him. And that was what drove me crazy. Ortiz, I thought, would bring the quick step. And he has done that. But this week, I don't know what it is. Um, I was scared that he had an ACL tear a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't. It was a sprain. And... He's come back, and he hasn't really been that good. And he's had ankle problems as well. I don't know. It's like he's turning into Terrell Brandon all over again. But um, I would say he still drives the lane more than Terrell. But, boy, 0 for 4 from the floor. He made a couple free throws, and that's it. Uh, two points in about 24 minutes of dog crap. Uh, he did get a four-assist game. Woohoo! But, again, just, mm, you know, eh, didn't look like the same player at all. Uh I do like that, again, that Tom Thibodeau has been stretching the bench a bit. Dwar Shabazz did not see any playing time in this game, which is kind of sad. Um, MGH, Marcus Georges Hunt, again, his minutes have been limited more and more because of the return of Nemanja Bialica, who's done a good job. Crawford continues to get double digits off the bench. 16 points in this particular game. Shot well, looked good. Always always a little bit erratic, but was solid, generally speaking. Uh, but for me, easily, it was Towns and Butler that were good. But Wiggins continuing the 20-point streak there, which is nice, or at least uh, getting into the 20-point range, 21 points against the Nets. Not quite the beautiful performance I was hoping for, but not bad. <laughs> but but well done. Uh, Jalil Okafor, 21 points off the bench for the Brooklyn Nets. Not quite the same game for old uh, Dinwiddie over there. But uh, best of luck to him, and he's done a wonderful job in... <laughs> the stead of D'Angelo Russell for the Brooklyn Nets. And their coach got extremely frustrated on a foul called when Carl Anthony Towns drove the lane. Wolves were up by about mm, 16 points at the time. And yeah, whew, that was a... You don't see those as much lately. That was fun to watch. Kind of reminded me of old Tim Floyd uh, fle- fre- freaking out when he was the coach of the uh, New Orleans Hornets. Um, which is, again... One of those tongue twisters in the NBA. Charlotte Hornets, New Orleans Hornets, New Orleans Pelicans, Charlotte Bob. Okay, you get the idea. Two teams turned into four teams. Yeah, it's kind of goofy. Um, but yeah, of course, Tim Floyd, the former uh, coach of the Chicago Bulls, of course, was uh, the Hornets. And he blew up at one time at the ref back when Cassell was driving the lane late in the game. And there was uh, no charge called or anything like that. They thought He thought it was an offensive foul. And the Wolves ended up winning the game, and Floyd went a bleep. And it was kind of fun to watch the coach flipping out for the Brooklyn Nets. Kind of brought me back to that. And occasionally, old Flip Saunders would do stuff like that. On occasion, when things got really, really sour against teams like San Antonio and such. Speaking of sour, let's move. (sighs) Monday, the 29th. Black Monday for the Timberwolves. Atlanta. And before I complain and bitch and moan about the game, which was a 105-100 loss, a very winnable game despite the horse bleep play from your favorite point guard, uh, a guy I wanted on this team, I, I was okay with, you know, it's like maybe we should have spent the extra money and got Kyle Lowry, I would have loved that guy, he's still good, but how much would his points have been canceled out because you got Jimmy, gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy, but um, let's talk about the uniforms for the Atlanta Hawks, let's 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 let's, let's try to ignore the game for a couple minutes and this freaking Bazemore, former Laker, oh my god, that drove me nuts, why, why, why? 
Vince, I know you love Bazemore and everything, and I know you loved him with the, the Lakers, but why? The uniforms for Atlanta in this game. Those red uniforms with those uh, <laughs> Legend of Zelda Triforce-looking things on them, <laughs> the triangles. And, you know, it's just kind of like a sparkling diamond appearance, maybe a little 3D look to them. I love those jerseys. Number one in the NBA right now. Current, current jerseys in the NBA are these red Atlanta Hawks jerseys. They are spectacular. Great color combination. I always, I've always loved that red-yellow combination with a little black mixed in, I suppose. And, and, you know, you could even do without the black, like in the old days when the Dominique Wilkins era with the same, uh, you know, circular Pac-Man-looking Hawks logo, which looked more like Pac-Man than it does now. Um, oh, I love those jerseys. Thank you, Atlanta. Thank you, Atlanta Hawks, for bringing them back. It's a shame they're not a good team. Man, uh, Dennis Schrader is really a son of a gun, though. He's, he's really fast. Uh, he uses that lanky frame and just flies up and down that court. He's, he's, he, is a, he, he flies like a hawk, all right. He is really something out there, fun to watch. Uh, I thought Carl Anthony Towns injured his knee at first when uh, uh, Schrader was was crashing to the basket after, you know, he's attacking the basket, getting a layup, was crashing to the floor. And kind of similar to when Tom Gugliotta had someone go into his knee, and that was it for Tommy Gunn. Uh, ACL, MCL, all that nasty stuff, uh, meniscus, and he was not even close to the same after about two years or so. He came back, and he wasn't even close to the same. Just to, he, he was basically like a, like a Cole Aldrich role after that, and it was heartbreaking because Tommy Gunn, a lot of us here in town that are old enough to remember, which you don't have to be that old, but a little bit older, you know, 30s and, and, and up, to remember Tommy Gunn, Tom Gugliotta. Uh, what a great player he was before that. Um, it sucked that he left for Phoenix, but that's because Marbury was an a-hole. That didn't help. That's the main reason he left, to be quite honest. But, uh, yeah, let's get to the point here. Jeff Teague had 10 assists. He had a great game. He was great. 10 assists, Jeff Teague. <laughs> you know, he ran that offense well. Yeah, looked like uh, looked like a genius out there. Just Magic Johnson, step aside, Magic. This guy can run an offense even better than Magic. 10 assist game against the Hawks. Former club. Yeah. 1 of 12 from the floor. What? I mean, that's freaking awful. And that doesn't even begin to describe the vile horrors that Timberwolves fan witnessed. Timberwolves fans witnessed on this particular night, Black Monday, the 29th of January, 2018. Jeff Teague, <laughs> in a game that wasn't going the Wolves' way so well, but the Hawks, you know, they're yeah, okay. They're getting and ones, and Bazemore's hitting threes, and he's coming up from behind, blocking Jeff Teague in multiple occasions. And then the time where Jeff Teague wasn't going up for a block, he basically stops and the ball bounces off the rim. He went, it went up a little bit too strong because his momentum slowed down too much and he let go of the ball too hard or whatever the heck it was. He looked like a third grader attempting a layup. He looked like a third grader with an injured wrist on that layup. I mean, really, man? Jeff, 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 please, Jeff Teague. What, what, what happened here, man? And he's got the most bizarre attitude at times, too. I remember when Marnie Gillner was interviewing him at the half. What the heck did he... I didn't even hear what he said. It was weird. Almost like a, It was almost like you could turn it into, just leave me alone, I don't want to talk to you. That's basically what it was, without saying. You know, it was bullcrap. What the hell's wrong with this guy, man? <laughs> and this whole game, you know, you try an alley-oop to somebody who's, well, getting fronted. And there was no space to throw over the defender. 
the attempt was to Jeff Teague, if I remember correctly, or not to Jeff Teague, the, the attempt was to Jimmy Butler, if I remember correctly. I don't think it was even to Carl Anthony Towns. It might have been. I'm blanking. I think it was Carl, actually. But there was no space behind Carl for it to be a lead pass. So what does Jeff Teague do? He still forces it in, and it, of course, was not enough to lead. There was no lead there. The ball was just taken away late in the game, down the stretch, and the Wolves very much still in it. Tyus Jones, 13 minutes on the night. Carl Anthony Towns, eight attempts. Why isn't Carl getting the ball more? Why isn't he shooting more? Combination of both. He did. He was one of two from downtown. Jimmy Baller was very strong in the game, drawing fouls, this and that. Yeah, I think it is going to be a tie for the Alpha Wolf. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was solid in the game. T, uh, Tosh Gibson had 17 points. The Wolves were hanging in there due to a, a, a lot of guys having a good night. But Jeff T coming back to his home, well, not hometown, but his former team that drafted him years ago, and he was there for a while for some success. But he played like dog dookie. Um, he had some steals in the game. He made up for that and such. But that attempted pass was... Odd. Like, odd. I mean, he looked like a third grader in this game. He made third grade level mistakes in this game. And then, the inbound pass. The Wolves are only down by one with 14 seconds left. 14 seconds left, and he couldn't even get the ball inbounded. Guys recovered, sure, but, I mean, you still could have gotten something, hopefully. And why is he inbounding the ball anyway in that situation? You know what I mean? I understand maybe you don't want to in the ball, inbound the ball to him, but <laughs> the, way he was, the way he was playing. But... He almost called a timeout, but the five-second five violation had already started. There were no timeouts remaining either. So it was like Chris Webber on crack? Chris Webber on something? I don't know what that was with the whole uh, calling a timeout with no timeouts remaining. But uh, generally speaking, that couple of plays defied the game for Jeff Teague. I mean, he got blocked from behind twice. Uh, Kent Bazemore came up for him. From behind, LeBron James style, though I don't think it was quite as uh, exciting as the LeBron James block on uh, on uh, that I talked about even just last week. Andre Iguodala, great play by Bazemore. I mean, I'll give him credit, but God, little coverage around the uh, perimeter would have been helpful too in the game. Uh, Bazemore, four of eight from downtown. Somebody put a body on that guy, maybe. Dwayne Deadman, Dwayne Deadman, Dwayne Deadman, Dwayne Deadman, two of three. Marco Bellinelis, two of five. Tyler Dorsey, only in 13 minutes, still made two of three from downtown. Tyler Dorsey? Tyler Dorsey. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, why is Ilasova shooting five three-pointers anyway? Uh, I think it was kind of weird looking, but he still got a good job. Other than that, he made all of his other shots close, wide open next to the basket. Torian Prince was about as good as Jeff Teague out there. Horrendous. He made it, but he did make the one three-pointer in the game. Uh... Schrader, though, very fun to watch. A bit erratic, though, and that's why the team's not doing so great. Uh, seven turnovers in the game, but still managed uh, 18 points, 11 assists, and very fun to watch. Can just fly up and down that court, but still looks raw out there. A little out of control. Uh, Wolves just embarrassed in this game. Horrible. Um, Atlanta shot too many threes. They, they only shot 40% because they have a couple of crappy shooters in the game, but the other guys were nailing them when it counted. And that's why the Hawks. That's why the Hawks were able to take the lead and slowly pull away in the game in that fourth quarter, which was disgusting and the horrible turnovers by Jeff Teague. I think you know who the Johnny Flynn Memorial is going to. I think you know. Let's move. This is long here, taking way too long. I apologize, but Toronto game was another game. The Wolves started out very good. Another day, back-to-back -back situation. The 30th of January, Tuesday, the 30th of January, a 109-104 loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, the Toronto Raptors in. 
Toronto, Ontario. We don't call it Toronto, Canada. I call it Toronto, Ontario. And then you could say Canada. Because Ontario is the Providence, damn it. <laughs> hey, it's the Providence, eh? Andrew Wiggins, yeah, another guy. This time he was going to his hometown, and he didn't have a very good game. He had some good moments early. Attempted 22 shots, only made seven. Clanged five five out of his six threes. Clanged him, not made him, but clanged him. Uh, Gorgie Zhang stole it off the bench, but where's the rebounds, guys? I mean, it was almost... Carl Anthony Towns managed to get a... Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns managed to get a double-double. He got his 10 rebounds, but generally speaking, again, only seven attempts in the game, only under 29 minutes. I mean, it's not like he was in major foul trouble. I was afraid if he had some kind of a knee injury going on. I mean, Gorgie Zhang had some good moments, and I can understand that, but, geez, um, he was 6-7 from the floor. But when your franchise player is attempting the same amount of shots as the guy who's backing him up out there, I don't know. Something's wrong here. Uh, Crawford did not have a very good game, and he was not very visible as uh, either. Shabazz Muhammad was out there, was a little out of control, frustrated, this and that. Jeff Teague had his best game of the of the week, and he had his lowest assist total, only four. Well, tied with that frickin' Brooklyn game. Six of nine from the floor, so Teague with a nice rebound in a sense, but then he clangs. <laughs> he only attempted three free throws and missed two of them, so that wasn't very helpful. Uh, Butler, outstanding, 25 points in the game. Fun to watch, nice moves, and man, I gotta love what he brings to the court, obviously. But he was clanging free throws like a, like uh, uncharacteristically as well. And five points right there, gone, uh, at least. Obviously, again, Teague missed the two out of the three he attempted. And Butler, again, five of ten from the free throw line. That's very uncharacteristic, and that kind of thing did not help the Wolves' cause down the stretch, despite the fact Butler was generally really awesome in the game. I would have to say Gibson, another 12 points. Wiggins, 15. But he did get the eight rebounds. He was a bit out of control on occasion, which was frustrating. And I don't know, too many shot attempts. I mean, why is Andrew Wiggins attempting 22? Carl, 4 of 7. Get it down to the big man. Maybe Carl would have gotten 20 points in the game. In fact, pretty easily, where Andrew Wiggins couldn't even do it with 22 attempts. You know, when you have more attempts than points, that's not a good game, as far as I'm concerned. That's a bad game. See, like Carl Anthony Towns, 7 attempts, 11 points. See? Butler, 25 points, 17 attempts. Do you get it now? Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it. Crawford, 6 attempts, 4 points. See? See? Shabazz, 4 attempts, 1 point. <laughs> yeah, I think I made my point. It's kind of obvious, but see, it just tells you who's having a good game or okay game, at least, and who's not having a good game. And who maybe should be getting more touches? Why did Carl Anthony Towns only get seven shots in the game? I mean, geez, eight shots in the Atlanta game, and of course we lost both of the both of them. So hello, so yeah, crappy game. Uh, the Wolves were well, it wasn't that crappy. The Wolves were hanging in there most of the night. At least they're hanging in there. Baller was keeping them in it, and believe it or not, Ty, uh, again Jeff Teague had some moments. Wiggins occasion occasionally. Gorgie Zhang was awesome in the time he played out there. In about the twenty minutes he played. So that's good. The Wolves were hanging in there. But then the defense just disappeared in that fourth quarter. Uh, Toronto started to pull away, and you just could just feel the air coming out of the building. It was heartbreaking. Uh, Three-point attempts and all that uh, getting nailed by Toronto down the stretch. And they ended up winning the basketball game because of that. Uh, they didn't shoot well from downtown, but they shot well when it mattered late. Uh, Going to give a quick, yes, uh, got to give a quick mention to Rasul Butler who died in a car accident with his wife uh, on the night of the Toronto game. 
Oh, Rasul Butler. I remember him, a nice role player in the league, born the same year I was. As, as me, he died at the uh, age of 38, which is my age. So, yeah, I mean, that's my generation there. Uh, obviously uh, not playing anymore, but had uh, uh, most of his life still ahead of him. And things, unfortunately, took place. And, again, another reminder that life isn't fair. You could have all the money in the world or this and that, have a nice career, this and that, and then it's just taken away from you at the last second. Uh, a lot of us that struggle like myself that struggle every day, you know, to get <laughs> to check to check this and that. And those of you out there know what I'm talking about. Many of you out there know what I'm talking about. Even if you're middle class, you're still struggling check to check half the time, especially with all these extra amenities that people didn't have back in the day, like, you know, cable TV, cable internet and all that. It costs money to keep up. So, um, and we think life isn't fair. No, it's not fair. But then you see something like this and then it puts it all into perspective. I mean, I'd rather be alive than, you know, so... I, I'm, uh, you know, it's it's always sad to see something like that, somebody's life taken away in an event like that. So, a quick uh, moment of silence for former NBA player Rasul Butler. God bless Rasul Butler and his family. So, yeah, let's uh, transition to the. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks game, which was much more positive for the Timberwolves down the stretch and the debut of what they call the city jerseys. City jerseys. Um, you know, the idea, the gray, it's kind of boring, and it's like it looks like they're just, it looks like they took a black and white picture and posted, like a black and white picture of a Timberwolves jersey, and now that's the jersey. But there's a little bit of that, little graphics on the side and such. It's, it's okay. Uh, city jersey. In a lot of ways, I think it's wolf's jersey, as in a real wolf. Because what color is the average wolf? Now, some are a little bit brown or orangish, like coyotes and such. Coyotes are basically cousins to wolves, and they're a little smaller, this and that. But generally, wolves are that gray color, right? Gray. Like kind of a, you know, a gray that kind of almost silverish, like a silver fox. Yep, a silver fox. They're not bad. Um... They're not my favorite jerseys. I like those Northern Light jerseys. They kick ass. And, of course, even the dark blue ones. The, the weakest ones are probably the white ones. And I'm almost getting the vibe. You're going to see those less and less unless there's a required number of times they need to be worn. But it sounds like there is no requirement of any kind. Uh, obviously, a lot of people make fun of the white ones. So they look like sailor jerseys or something. They look like they're sailors like Donald Duck, you know. All they're missing is that cute little hat. <laughs> they look like Donald Duck, you know. <laughs> Back in the old days, wearing the sailor outfit, seaman duck. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, welcome on board, city jerseys. They're they're okay. They're okay. Um, again, not my favorite, but they could be a lot worse. And, and in a lot of ways, when it says wolves on the jerseys, and you know, it's like you sit and you look at the color, and then you see the name wolves, and it's like, oh, I get it. They actually look like wolves now. Those are real wolves colors. Wolves aren't blue or white or black. They're gray, right? So, okay. Let's go. Fun, fun game for the Wolves. The Wolves took the lead and enjoyed it most of the night. And they hung on the whole time. The second quarter was defining 37 points in that second quarter. The Wolves took a nice commanding lead. Milwaukee kind of semi-hung hung in there for a little while in the third quarter, but not really. And the Wolves just paralleled them the rest of the way. It was like a 15 to 20 point game pretty much most of the night after that second quarter. As things changed dramatically at that point. Lots of stars in the building, and I don't care. All I care about is the Wolves won. I don't care who was at the game, other than Bill Belichick, which I do hope wins the Super Bowl again. Go ahead and get your sixth ring, and uh, congratulations. And if he goes off in the sunset, that's his choice. Uh, he'll be missed greatly if he does, but if he doesn't, you know, hey, <laughs> seven heaven maybe, eh? 
Uh, that's my second favorite football team behind our Minnesota Vikings. Check out the Purple Mafia podcast uh, if you could. But, uh, yes, go Patriots this weekend <laughs> coming up here in town. I don't care what stars are in the building. I care that the Wolves won the game. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, nice double-double once again. 24-11, and, and 11, 44th double-double on the season. Jimmy Butler making it look easy time and time again with just some awesome moves. Fun to watch, drawing fouls, this and that. 10 of 11 from the floor. This is the Jimmy Butler we know. This is the Jimmy Butler who dons an alpha wolf. He was absolutely awesome. Uh, he was uh, he, he was the true alpha wolf in this game, without a doubt. Uh, 28 points uh, uh, from the floor again. 8 of 15. You know, in the, you know see, there, there again, there it is. 15 field goal attempts, 28 points. Andrew Wiggins, where was he? 10 field goal attempts, 7 points. Andrew Wiggins dropping off, and he's an honorable mention for that Johnny Flynn Memorial. But again, we know where that's going. Teague still, you know, the number's not that bad, but he looks like a backup out there, man. He, he's just a backup. I mean, and he had some in, inconsistent turnovers. Uh, inconsistent turnovers, pardon me. He had some consistent turnovers, some unforced errors is what I should say. He, he, he doesn't look like the same guy. Uh, obviously, he's better than this, but he looked like a backup most of this week. A backup at best. Maybe even like, you know, D-League level. I mean, he was, or G-League now they call it. He was pretty awful the entire week. Um, fun night, though. Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler making it look easy. Field goal attempts for Carl. 13 points, 24. Again, 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 there it is. Did I say it again? Yes, I'm repeating myself, but there's an obvious point to be made here. It's pretty obvious. Even Taj Gibson, only seven. Oh, okay, enough. Seven attempts, nine points. Got it. Um, <laughs> it's just, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. Jimmy Butler made it look easy, made it look fun. Uh, the Greek freak, Giannis, had a fun, uh, he was fun to watch. Not Definitely not a full-on Giannis type of game. He had some turnovers. Him and Chris Middleton combined for 10 turnovers in the game. That's incredible. But they also had about 40 points combined, which again, still not that good when it comes to Giannis, the Greek freak. Only 17 points in the game. He struggled from the floor. Tony Snell was awful. He couldn't make anything, and that was helpful as well. Nice to see Thon Maker get some action out there, but again, didn't get a whole lot of touches. Uh, Sean Kilpatrick hit a big three, which kind of put the Bucks semi in the game for a little while, but then the Wolves hung on and pulled away, and that was kind of all she wrote. Um, obviously, no more Jason Kidd for the Milwaukee Bucks, and we'll see what direction they go. A lot of people like the uh, interim coach there in Milwaukee, so we'll see how things continue to develop there. Alpha Wolf Award for this week. I'm going to give it to Jimmy. I was going to give it to Carl, but I think Jimmy took it. He, he stole it, and Carl will get the honorable mention. Um, the Johnny Flynn Memorial is a thunderous slam dunk for <laughs> something that Jeff Teague wasn't doing at all this week. He was blowing layups like a third grader, literally like a third grader out there. Um, and a bad player, a bad third grader. Not a good player who was in third grade, a terrible one. <sighs> ah, Jeff Teague, a thundering Johnny Flynn Memorial and then a slight, slight uh, Silver lining, uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial for Andrew Wiggins. It wasn't that bad, but again, did not have a good week, generally speaking. Andrew's definitely more capable of this, uh, capable of better than that. It's not ripping Andrew Wiggins. It's just knowing he's better. That's all. That's all it is. I know you're better. If Mitchell Wiggins just happens to be listening, why not, you know, father of Andrew, you know I'm not ripping him. You know I love Andrew Wiggins an awful lot. And when Andrew Wiggins plays well, it is a joy to watch. And that's why I was bringing... uh, Jimmy Butler's quotes in the Star Tribune to the show last week. 
audio quotes from Andrew uh, from Jimmy Beller. That was a, a joy to listen to as well from uh, Jerry Zagoda and the Star Tribune. So let's wrap things up. Let's move on. we got two games to preview, which is a lot less, to be quite honest. And I want to mention that Joe Prunty is the uh, head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. I wanted to mention him really quick. He might have some some he, he might have some staying power in there in, in Milwaukee. He's got some pedigree in his career. So I just wanted to mention that name before I uh, step aside here for segment number two. So I guess segment one being a couple couple minutes long, about maybe four minutes longer than normal, is okay. It's obviously only two games to preview in segment number two, and it's not even All Star Weekend. It's just a little lighter schedule. Then you get four games the next week, and extremely light the next week because it's a big gigantic bye week. You could say as we head into the All Star break with two All Stars. Jeff Teague, you're fired! And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Only two games to preview there. Uh, Mr. Spacely of the Jetsons was uh, chiming in on his thoughts of uh, Jeff Teague's performance last week. Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Mr. Spacely. Yeah. Yes. Jeff Teague, you're fired. <clears throat> yes, we know who that imitation kind of might have been, but we'll leave that alone. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are coming to town. The Pelicans are coming to town. And, of course, uh, news across the NBA this week. Yeah, a couple of things. Maybe I'll just bring them up here in this segment since we're talking about other teams. Obviously, well, this one, DeMarcus Cousins, will be missing in action in this game because of a torn Achilles tendon. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, God rest uh, DeMarcus Cousins' season. The Pelicans talking to teams out there with uh, re- re- regarding trades and such. But uh, DeMarcus Cousins' torn Achilles tendon, that's never a good thing. And uh, hopefully he makes a uh, speedy and complete recovery. Without a doubt in this one. Not fun. I, I feel for him. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, great player. Kind of an attitude. This and that. But uh, yeah, I feel for him. Will the Wolves be bringing the brooms out? Will the Wolves be bringing the brooms out? And it helps when you win both games on the road. That's very helpful. Uh, the Timberwolves, of course, winning only games at home. They've now won 12 consecutive home games. And, of course, sucking on the road of late. And that's the reason why, you know, that's the reason for the split. And that's the name of the... Uh, the title of this episode, I didn't even make it much of a feature, but that is what happened. Uh, the Wolves more than likely will protect home court. I'm expecting a win and a sweep over the Pelicans, where the Pelicans have been sweeping the Wolves the last couple of years. So that would be nice. Um, feel bad for Mr. Uh, <clears throat> Tabarcus Cousins, though. Minnesota won on the 1st of November, 104.98. Uh, the 29th of November, 120 to 102. That's very similar to what the Pelicans used to do to us. And then 116.98 on the 6th of January. That was a Northern Lights game. And then, of course, the Wolves will be hosting Saturday, the 3rd of February, the day before the Super Bowl, as we'll see more stars in the audience, which I'll still care even less than ever about that, because I just don't care. (laughs) I don't care who's at the game. I care who's playing in the game and who wins. I don't care who's at the game. I I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't give a crap. Um, So, yes, unless it's, like, somebody important in terms of, like, the NBA, you know, that, maybe. (laughs) In regards to maybe trades, this and that, or something. Um, no reason the Wolves shouldn't beat this team. Sorry, I keep slapping my lips. Uh, Anthony Davis, obviously still the franchise player, but DeMarcus Cousins, the Twin Towers, all that. Him not being there is not going to help. 
Um, I expect a good effort from the Pelicans, though, even though I'm sure they're not feeling good right now about this. Uh, they recently beat the Houston Rockets. How about that? They beat the Charlotte Horn uh, Hornets. Yep, I can call them the Hornets again. <laughs> Duh. And a entertaining 132-128 to win over the Bulls. I believe DeMarcus was healthy for those wins. A couple losses to the Clippers in Sacramento. Hosting those teams, though, out of Northern California. They will then visit Oklahoma City the night before the Wolves play. Uh, the night before they head to Minnesota, anyway. And, um, yep, even more reason I expect to win for the Wolves. Because the Wolves will not be on a back-to-back. And the uh, Pelicans will be. Um, Drew Holiday, obviously, finally staying healthy, having a strong season, almost 19 points a game, but I, I just don't think it's going to be enough, unfortunately, for the Pelicans. They're going to need help in other areas, and they've struggled the past few nights, of course. I expect a good game from Carl Anthony Towns. Butler has played extremely well against the Pelicans. Would love to see Wiggins go off, but I don't expect that to happen. I'm expecting more Carl and, and uh, Jimmy in this one. These are definitely Carl and Jimmy type of games. I'm sure the next game will be much more Andrew Wiggins related, so Andrew Wiggins fans, myself included, don't get too sad yet. Uh, Jimmy Butler will more than likely lead the Wolves in scoring in this game. I expect upper 20s. I expect a little smile. I expect to see the smiles and such. Maybe the Wolves will don the new, uh, the Northern Lights jerseys again or the City jerseys again, being at a home game. They'll be wearing one of those two most likely because <clears throat> those those are turning into the home jerseys of late. Uh, it's been fun to watch. Um, I'm expecting a high-scoring game particularly on the Wolves' side. Something of the likes, 118-100. to 100. I think the Wolves are going to win this thing resoundingly. It'll be one of those games where the Wolves take a nice lead and and never relinquish it. The only reason why Butler would score in the low 20s is because Tom Thibodeau does the right thing and sits him down because the Wolves have a commanding lead. And then you see Jim Shabazz, you see some uh, MGH, Marcus George's Hunt and such, getting more and more minutes out there. Maybe Crawford a little more too and such. But again, you don't want to overplay Crawford either, even though he is quite the, uh, the specimen of the NBA. A guy who is showing no age. Unbelievable. And I'm very proud of him being the guy who's just a few, just about seven months younger than me to be in that kind of shape out there. Well done, Jamal. Well freaking done. I could only dream about that. <sighs> but uh, get out them brooms. Get the brooms out. Target Center faithful. Minnesota will sweep the series with the New Orleans Pelicans for the first time in forever. So that's great. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, I expect another double-double. Wiggins hopefully gets into the 20s, and that would be great. But um, I expect to see the starters getting less minutes in this game. Low 30s, upper 20s in the game, because I do think the Wolves will have a commanding lead. And you'll see guys like Gorgie and Shabazz get more and more minutes. And Tyus Jones, of course. <laughs> Jeff Teague is the guy I'm scared of. Will he have a nice rebound of a week? I don't know. I think something's mentally going on with Jeff Teague right now. I don't know what it is, but he's struggling. He's frustrated. Obviously, uh, he's out of position defensively constantly, and he's just he's, he's just touching guys as they're driving to the basket and giving up end ones, which is even more frustrating than his horrible uh, turnovers. It's even more frustrating because it's just stupid, you know? Just just come on, Jeff. You're, you're better than this. You're in your upper 20s, man. Come on. Minnesota will win resoundingly over the Pelicans. This might be a little two-game sweep for the Wolves because that certain team is not playing well. They're front-page news in the NBA. But it is in Cleveland this time. Wednesday the 7th, as the Wolves will have three days off. Three days off, and then you get to see Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the Chicago Bulls. We'll be previewing that next week. Both games on ESPN. 
the 9th of February. Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and of course, Laurie Markinen, the guy who never got to play for the Wolves, of course, because he was part of that trade that was uh, already agreed to before the draft, of course. I mean, no kidding. They probably talked about it God knows how early. And the Wolves would have drafted Laurie Markinen and kept him. That's who they wanted uh, if the Wolves did not make a move for, for Gimme, Gimme, My Name is Jimmy. So that would have been the case. Um, at the end of the day, Laurie Markinen would have been on the Wolves. Minutes would have been interesting. I think his minutes would have been sparse. Yeah, because I think I don't see Tom Thibodeau sitting Taj Gibson and playing a Laurie. Maybe the Wolves don't get Taj Gibson, though. I don't know, but I'm sure they would have. I'm sure that's what Tom Thibodeau's vision was from pretty much the day he got here. I think he always wanted Taj. And you know what? I like Taj Gibson. Love him. So, But uh, he's not going to last forever. He's no long-term solution at Power Forward, but he's a good, nice current-term solution for the next few years here. Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, Ohio, or Akron, Ohio, or whatever you want to call it. ESPN, Fox Sports North, and Fox Sports Ohio. Not that anyone cares, if I guess, but I suppose you care a little bit. So it'll be broadcasted all over the place. National broadcasts, local broadcasts, you get the point. Uh, who's this guy named LeBron James? I forgot. I forgot who he is. N- never heard of him. It's just LeBron, you know. And he's talking about going to the frickin' Warriors. So it is convenient how these... Uh, <laughs> it's convenient how these games turned out to be the top stories in the of the of the league this week. So that's good. It helps. So I don't like uh, kind of like talk about other things and then have no time to even get into the stories. But rumors are and cock is LeBron James will listen if the Warriors call in the off season and if a max deal is available. I will make the statement here and now. If LeBron James goes to the Golden State Warriors, I think I'm done because <laughs> how? What's the point? I mean, you know. There's too much elitism in the NBA. It's worse than the NFL. I mean, the NFL was bad for the longest time with Dallas and and, uh, San Francisco every year in the NFC Championship game and the Pittsburgh Steelers all the time. And you get sick of it. And, of course, you got that with the Patriots, too. But then they kind of disappeared for like eight, nine years. Or was it even ten? It was a long time since they had won. It was ten years. The uh, 2004 season to the 2014 season. That's that's 10 years before they won a championship. Now, they got to two Super Bowls that ran into the New York Giants both times, who had an inferior record, but were very prepared to play those games. Um, but in the NBA, it's like a select few ever win anything, and it's really annoying, you know? And if the Warriors become this uh, all-seeing Illuminati-type NBA team, which is pretty much what they already are, frickin' A, uh, that uh, it's going to be hard to watch anymore. I, I don't want to see them above all that, you know, like a, like just dominating everybody else. And I certainly do not support any Illuminati, that's for damn sure. And that's another reason why I wouldn't watch. <laughs> yeah, little symbolism going on in, with, among players that we don't want to see too much. Um, Cleveland is imploding. They stink. Uh, they're still in first place in their division. Indiana Pacers are two games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Milwaukee Bucks, who just recently fired Jason Kidd, are only three games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. Uh, the Cavs, for their fortune, have won three out of their last five, if you can believe that. They beat the Heat recently by two points, just barely. A low-scoring 91-89 game. Lost to Detroit by 11. Lost to the Spurs by 12. But then they beat Indiana, beat Detroit along the way after the Spurs game. So, not too bad. Uh, it was a home-and-home home thing with Detroit. They won the home game, lost the road game, did the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James, Kevin Love, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is, you know, it's like you're throwing a monkey wrench into the offense, changing everything, having Isaiah Thomas there. I think that was a terrible trade. Terrible trade for the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Um, Jay Crowder hasn't worked out. A lot of us thought he was a, just a phenomenal pickup by the Cavs. Good defensive player, good energy, this and that. Nothing much of it. Uh, J.R. Smith is continuing to vanish further and further off the map. I, I never liked him that much, but he's really disappearing. He's, he's, he's disappearing like the Birdman did late in his career, getting worse and worse. Uh, Dwayne Wade is just hanging by a thread, literally. He's, it's a miracle he's played 44 games and averaging only 11 points. and Just nothing stands out about him anymore. He's, he's washed up. Uh, 23 minutes a night. Eh, Kevin Love is what he is. Good numbers and everything. 18 points and 9 rebounds, about or 9.5. About, he's a double-double type of guy like he always was here. But minutes obviously reduced, and it's like nobody likes him. And I don't know. And Derrick Rose has vanished off the face of the earth and whatever. I never, you know, thought Derrick Rose was going to do much with Cleveland anyway. You know, you look at this roster, and it's no wonder. Did I? What did I say at the beginning of the season? What did I say? It's like, okay, Cleveland has a lot of talent, this and that, but they were the most likely team in the Eastern Conference to implode, unfortunately. Because I'd like to see Cleveland succeed more than Golden State. And I don't want to hear how, oh, everyone's sick of Cleveland and LeBron, yet Golden State's what they are. You know, you're not sick of Golden State? If you're sick of LeBron, you're not sick of Golden State? Okay. But, I don't know, I think that's a strange statement. But, you know, it's an opinion. You don't have to agree with me. I'm not going to hate on anybody for disagreeing, that's fine. Um, you can get sick of both of them, frankly, because both of them are winning the conference every year, and that's getting old. I don't think Cleveland's winning any Eastern Conference this year. It's going to be the Celtics or the Toronto freaking Raptors are going to go to the NBA Finals this year. I, I believe that. It's going to be Toronto or Cleveland. Um, or Toronto or Cleveland. Toronto or Boston is going to win the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, it's like Cleveland got pieces but Kyrie Irving is clearly doing a better job in Boston than what Isaiah Thomas could hope to do in Cleveland. Isaiah was a nice story. He was a perfect fit in Boston. But they upgraded. They upgraded. And, you know, you feel bad for Isaiah Thomas and all this. He's getting thrown in, and he's probably like the scapegoat, this whole situation. Like, yeah, you know, he's not a good fit for Cleveland, and they're sucking hardcore. So it's, it's Isaiah Thomas's fault. You know, thanks a lot, Isaiah when actually he didn't ask to be traded or anything. He loved Boston. Boston loved him. But they upgraded, and they did a good move. And it's a weird match, uh, weird match here, where it's all guys who kind of need the ball to be successful. Dwayne Wade needs the ball, or at least he used to, needs the ball to be successful. LeBron James, he's, you know, he's everything when it comes to the basketball. He's the Magic Johnson of the NBA. He's the do-everything guy, you know, uh, better defender than Magic, too. Um, so it kind of is what it is. It's a tough situation there in Cleveland, and not surprising that he might leave. And it would be sad to see Cleveland completely disappear off the face of the earth. He'll, he'll leave them in shambles like he did last time. Um, that's why Cleveland got the number one pick with Kyrie Irving in the first place, because Cleveland was in shambles when LeBron left. Uh, bad contracts and, and poor fits to the franchise, poor fits to the mix of the team, the chemistry, this and that. And that could be where we're headed again. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if uh, LeBron James suits up for Vince Germano's, Stu Benson's, Kalen Woods' uh, Los Angeles Lakers, where Chick Hearn would love to talk about LeBron James to the basket and slam dunk, which is what about what he would say. I, I believe uh, the Wolves will be playing the Los Angeles Lakers next week, by the way. Um, but I, do, I would not be surprised if LeBron wound up there. Or maybe he just stays loyal to Cleveland. And Boy, mm, it's not a good mix. Uh, Jeff Green has had a nice little uh, renaissance there in limited minutes. Kyle Cover makes some threes here and there. He's an okay fit. Okay. Uh, Christian Thompson, whatever he was 
when he helped the Cavaliers win that championship with those awesome games, double-double after double-double, you know, 16 rebound performances, helped the Cavaliers beat the Warriors. <sighs> Nothing, man. Ever since then, I don't know if it went to his head or what, but he's done, man. Tristan Thompson's not even close to what we thought he was, and it's disappointing. So, yeah, the going to Cleveland here uh, did generate a lot of conversation. Will the Cavs win? Will the Wolves win? LeBron James will get upper 20s, low 30s, and the Wolves will win the game. The Wolves will sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers for the first time since, you know, 2011 or so. No, I don't think the Wolves swept them that year either. The Wolves were terrible back then. The Cavs and the Wolves were two of the worst teams back in 2011. Thank you, Kurt Rambis. Or was that, uh, yeah, that was already uh, Mr. Um, that was already uh, uh, Rick Adelman. I'm losing my mind here. Uh, too much in my head going back and forth, swirling all around. But I do think the Wolves will sweep the Cavaliers this year. I, I, the chemistry of that team is falling down. I wouldn't be surprised if they're on the road in the first round of the playoffs. They're in the first place in their division right now. Maybe they'll get it together and hang on enough because Indiana and Milwaukee aren't huge threats at the end of the day. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if they can get it together enough to win the division, good for them. But, you know, they'll have some home court. But after that, they're going to have a hell of a time winning the Eastern Conference. And they will not win the East this year at the end of the day, in my humble opinion. Cleveland will not win the East. Will not, unfortunately. Um it's going to be probably Warriors and Celtics in the finals, and unfortunately, we kind of have an idea of how that's heading. Wolves will win the ball game, though. It'll be something of the likes of, it might be like 98 to like 94, something like that. Wiggins will have low uh, low 30s, upper 20s. Jimmy Butler will have a nice mono mono type of game with LeBron as well, and it'll be entertaining to watch. The Wolves will win by four in Cleveland, in my humble opinion. With that, we'll wrap up this segment, head to segment number two, Fan Interaction. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three. Time to hear from you guys out there across the Great Divide, and of course locally some, possibly, possibly. So Vince Germano out of Australia, Levi Brown out of New Zealand, retweeting the last show. Thank you guys very much. The Pumpa, also out of Australia, says, still got a mad crush on some of my Wolverines, mate. Yep, and he's a big fan of the Michigan Wolverines. Conversation back and forth. Yep, when Novak led the. Uh, yep, yep, and I remember when. Uh, yep, he was saying how Zach Novak was on this show years ago. And yep, I do remember that one. Uh, I was freaking out about uh, Jeff Teague. Levi Brown out of New Zealand says he's got some work to do. Uh, this is again the uh, Jeff Teague to avoid the Johnny Flynn this week. And oh, he got it. <laughs> a quiet bad game followed by a horrible game. And oh, he got it <laughs> because he continued to stink most of the week. Yep. So uh, Eric Ferks, I believe he's locally. He says, I'm not so sure about the latter half of that statement. Uh, well, I was talking about Rubio. Yep, I was saying, I'm not saying Rubio is better because he absolutely is not. We would have had the same result tonight. Uh, Eric Ferks doesn't agree necessarily. I don't know. Uh, Rubio, yeah, he's had some okay games this year, but uh, I don't know. The Wolves were kind of messing around. I, I can kind of hear you now. I, I was more emotional and frustrated at that moment that I tweeted that uh, with how poor the Wolves played in that game. But then again, I mean, Jeff Teague did choke it away. The Wolves were down by only one, and he, yeah, he just continued to screw things up 
down the stretch. So well, well thought, uh, Mr. Air Fierce there. Snowflake at Snowflake Drizzly uh, Drizzy at Snowflake Drizzy. Okay, so at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. This is the Twitter at Wolves Explosion. Want to thank uh, Vince Germano and Levi Brown for retweeting the show. I do believe Tene did as well. Tene Brown out there as well, also out of New Zealand. So thank you guys for for that very much. Appreciate it. Big time. I'm uh, going to give a quick shout-out to, if humanly possible, yeah, give a quick shout-out to the Flips Army uh, Facebook page as we head over to Facebook now. Flips Army Facebook page, in-game threads, you know, during the week shows and all that, or conversation with news and such, or just random posts. Fun place to go. I encourage all Wolves Explosion, Timberwolves Explosion listeners to head to that Facebook page and join it. I also encourage you to please join Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. The Facebook and Twitter will be uh, in the show description for you to go to. So please do look it up and join. I appreciate it in advance. Uh, I was talking about Blake Griffin. This is the other NBA news this week. Blake Griffin was traded to the Detroit Pistons, according to Wojnowski at the time. Um, Very interesting trade. Unexpected. I mean, you figured Blake Griffin is going to get traded one of these days to, like, Boston or something. There were all kinds of rumors. You could go here, 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 there. Even the Cleveland Cavaliers, there was rumors about that. Even Minnesota for a second there. But uh, ultimately, Blake Griffin traded to Detroit. He had a nice debut, like 24 points, 12 rebound game against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Wayne Hunt's uh, favorite team there went uh, Memphis Grizzlies struggling this year a bit with uh, some changes, coach and all that. Uh, not been the best run for the Grizzlies at the moment. Uh, but Blake Griffin for Detroit, interesting. It's kind of weird. It's an interesting mix. It's strange seeing him there after how long he'd been in uh, Clipperland. Uh, Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley and a draft pick going to the Clippers. And uh, they have not suited up yet, unfortunately. They've been off all week. And I'm sure uh, Clipper fans are frustrated. They want to see Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley. That's a nice group of players. So, again, no debut for them. Blake did debut last night for the Detroit Pistons. They, uh, the Clippers will debut tomorrow, Saturday, uh, in the afternoon against the Chicago Bulls. So, that'll be fun. Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley heading to the Clippers. Good trade for the Clippers. Even though uh, Blake Griffin played well for Detroit last night in a close win over Memphis. Nicholas Simon out of Australia says, terrible trade for the Pistons. Great for the Clippers, and I agree. Uh, Blake's a walking injury on an outrageously expensive and long contract. Yes, it is. Uh, you get two real nice players and two picks and Boban. Yep, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. Of course you do that trade, and yes, you do. Um, I was... Yeah, I was saying they gave up a lot. Those players are good. Harris and Bradley. Uh, Avery Bradley's good. Vince Germano says a first-round pick too, too bloody much. Seems the Clips are going uh, are going full rebuild if rumors are true that Jordan and Luke could be on their way out. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but it could be a quick rebuild here with uh, Harris and Bradley. Those are good players, and they're win-now type of guys. I was kind of saying stuff. Maybe I was a little too inappropriate here, but I was saying uh, Blake Griffin is BS. I bet Detroit fans are pissed off. He'll probably stub his toe and not play the rest of the year. All he's good for is being another arrogant bleep. And, yeah, I, I was a little too vulgar there, and I apologize. Uh, Vince Germano says, So far, Pistons fans I've seen online aren't happy. I'm sure some are, though. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Levi Brown says, I wanted OKC to somehow get Bradley with Roberson out. And that would have been a huge addition for the OKC Thunder Levi, with, without a doubt, but uh, unfortunately they did not. And yeah, yeah, Roberson is out for the year. Again, yet another one of the uh, guys in the David Kahn uh, money bag night 
where he was building up cash to fire Kurt Rambis, the infamous 2011 draft that will go down in history as one of the worst, strangest, and worst draft nights in NBA history for a certain franchise that uh, plays in Target Center. Oh, Derek Williams and all those other players after Derek Williams. It's just, I'm sorry, but Derek Williams stinks. And it's frustrating. And we can all say that with honesty now. We, we, we can. Uh, I see some posts from Vince Germano this past week. So he's talking about Marcus George's hunt. Hopefully you did like my little uh, analysis of him. So another one. Oh, no, that one was already Kawhi Leonard. So we talked about that. Huh, I thought, did I? Yep, he was saying, love what Wiggins is producing. With Butler out kind of makes me think I'm right on track with the Butler effect. Yes, that was in the last show. Here it is. Here's the only, yeah, this is the final post of the week. Wow. Uh, Vince Germano says, it's so frustrating seeing the Wolves lose to teams they should be they, they should be beating, i.e. the Hawks. Is it a mindset thing? Do they have to just show up and beat the lowly Hawks? The Hawks played with a lot of energy, and I give them credit. Uh, the defense was good down the stretch, particularly Ken Bazemore. Schrader a bit erratic, but he is so good. And, I, you know, he's good, but he's erratic. You, you wouldn't want him necessarily leading your offense either, necessarily. But tons of potential there, continuing. Tanae Brown chimes in. He says, biggest problem I saw was Cat had only eight shots. No one on the Hawks was stopping him. Exactly. Why didn't he get the ball? And, you know, Jeff Teague, it's like he couldn't even get the ball to him half the time. Uh, they were fronting him, which was good defense. You know, give him credit there, but still, come on. Um, denying Cat the ball, that's part of it. But at the same time, it's doable. Very doable to get Cat the ball. And I know that was part of the problem, though. The uh, They were fronting him and denying him the ball, which is, you know, to their credit... But Cat could have easily had 12 or more shots in the game, as long as they're not just launching threes. Uh, Kalen Woods, also out of Australia, says, Yep, especially when coding the multi. Lost by one leg when that should have been a gimme. Yeah, I mean, that was terrible. Uh, easy layups and such. That was just stupid, you know. It should have been a gimme. Uh, easy layups missed by Jeff Teague. Just one of those layups. You know, they're, you know that would have made it. That would have possibly made a difference because the Wolves only lost, or were only losing by one at one point, and then there was that horrible issue with the uh, inbounds. Couldn't get the ball inbounded, and the terrible turnovers. Three layups that were, you know, layups. They were layups. That's six points right there, and then the horrible, wanna the horrible like I don't even know what kind of value pass it was to the Hawks at the end of the day by Jeff Teague. That's eight points possibly, and then again the inbound pass. That's ten. So yeah, the Wolves should have won the game, all right. Just 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 Jeff Teague's mistakes alone there. That's ten points. Just just those the notable mistakes there, right there. So the Hawks uh, ended up stealing that one literally from the Wolves. Literally stealing it from them, uh, despite some erratic play from their best player uh, Dennis Schrader, who did have an okay game, but seven turnovers and all over the place. So I want to thank you guys for your inclusion to the show. Miss you, Wayne Hunt. Uh, nice to have Pumba tweeting. Thank you very much. Uh, Vince Germano, always always love hearing from you. Tanae Brown, Levi Brown, love you. Uh, Air Ferrix, thank you for uh, chiming in. Please chime in some more. Uh, good, good thoughts. Out there, guys, uh, keep interacting with the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, Nicholas Simon, of course. How could I forget? So thank you very much for uh, chiming in as well on the uh, Blake Griffin trade and such. Frustrating night, Kalen Woods. Thank you again as well. Frustrating week for the Wolves. It could have been a lot better. Uh, won both home games. We're protecting home court, which is great, but let's win a couple of road games again. We were, and then we stopped all of a sudden. So let's keep this, uh, let's get this back in order again. Would be greatly appreciated. 
Please do tell your friends about the show. It's always appreciated. Please write a positive rating on iTunes if you could. It only helps. It just makes the show look better. You know, I mean, if people are interested, they're interested. If they're not, they're not. But it just looks better with higher ratings on there and more ratings also. Because it's been, it's, been, it's been lonely lately. Uh, so I would appreciate those of you out there that do like the show that have not had a chance to give a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher, which is also uh, very welcome if you could do that. Final thing is the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Always greatly appreciated. Uh, there's the call now button on the Facebook page. goes to the same phone line via Facebook Messenger, like the Facebook Messenger, the phone part of it. And it goes right through. All you need is data or, or uh, Wi-Fi, and you're fine. There's no cost no at all. As long as there's Wi-Fi or data of some sorts, it'll go through. It's still a three-minute limit because both of them, that's literally a voicemail. So it's a three-minute limit for those. The other one that's unlimited is the audio submission route, which Tanae has done in the past. And I miss it, obviously, very much. But, of course, busy schedules on, on his side, understandable. We have a lot of us are busy sons of guns out there. Wayne Hunt has disappeared off the face of the earth for the most part. I miss him. And that's one of the reasons I don't have a logo still for Timberwolves Explosion. I had it, but I'm. it's not the right size. It's not going on. You put it on, and then it keeps rejecting it. So it needs to be a certain size, which is really annoying and really frustrating. I changed the logo. Uh, you see it on the Facebook page and the Twitter account. It's a new logo. Of course, uh, Hank McCoy created it. And I put it on there. It's the new logo for Timberwolves Explosion. It's very cool. Uh, kind of got a Super Nintendo look to it. <laughs> uh, Super Nintendo type graphic look to it. It's fun. Uh, really appreciate Hank for taking the time to do that. It's just a fr- it's frustrating that HipCast is so strict about uh, the size of the photo as it gets posted onto iTunes. So that's why you're just seeing a HipCast logo instead of Timberwolves Explosion. Um, hopefully Hank can get around to it one of these days. Understand his busy schedule. But, you know, again, it'd be nice to have the logo back up on iTunes again. I just called him Hank. It's Wayne Hunt. Hank was his nickname. Wayne Hunt is his real name. Wayno. So that's another nickname version of Wayne, I suppose. Uh, but no, it's a get to the point with the other thing, the audio submission route. Boy, I got sidetracked, didn't I? Huh. Audio submission route. Use the free voice recorder, voice recording app on any smart device there is out there on the planet. They're on everything. Just use that. Treat it like a phone call. Save it and send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. And then I will convert it into an MB3 file if necessary with zumzar.com. And there it is. Boom. You're on the air. And thank you again for joining. So with that, I'm going to bid adieu. Wish you all a wonderful week and a little two-game sweep for the Wolves. That'd be great. (laughs) 